Son of God who came and sinners to reclaim Alleluia What a Savior Bearing shame and scoffing rude In my place condemned he stood Sealed my pardon with his blood Hallelujah, what a Savior Guilty, vile, and helpless we Spotless Lamb of God was He Full atonement can it be Alleluia, what a Saviour Lifted up was He to die It is finished was His cry Now in heaven exalted high Hallelujah, what a Savior When He comes our glorious King all his ransom tongue to bring then a new this song will sing Alleluia what a Friends, that song spoke about the Saviour that has come. Uh, that's who we're remembering this morning. It's great to see you. Welcome to Trinity South Coast Church, uh, especially all you visitors. It's great to have you among us. I hope you feel warmly welcomed. Um, and please do stay around afterwards for some morning tea. Uh, the way this morning's going to work is we're going to hear the entire story of Jesus' crucifixion from Matthew's Gospel, Matthew's account of Jesus' life. It's going to be a cycle of readings and songs and prayers. Um, after each of the prayers, uh, someone will come up to the microphone at the front. After each of the prayers, we'll have a short time of silence. Uh, that'll just be for your own personal um, reflection and prayer. Um, uh, the morning's going to roll on unannounced. So uh, all of those who are involved, just make sure you know when you're coming up and just walk straight up to the front uh, to lead us on. Uh, and for the songs, the songs won't be announced either, but for the songs, when you hear the music playing, 
um, please just stand uh, to sing along with us. If, it, if for any reason you need to sit down, that's totally fine as well, so don't stress about that. But uh, just when the music starts, please stand and join with us. Uh, we'll also be joining later on um, uh, together in sharing the Lord's Supper. Um, the Christians have done that ever since the first Easter, the, ever since these events that we are celebrating today. Uh, Christians have shared in the Lord's Supper together. It's a symbolic meal. It speaks in really powerful ways about what Jesus has done for us and what we're celebrating today. Um, here's the death of Jesus that we're remembering today. His death was not just random. Uh, his death was for a purpose. Uh, uh, his, the purpose of Jesus' death was to bear the penalty for sin that his people rightly deserve to bear it in their place, to win them forgiveness and new life. Uh, if you're trusting in Jesus this morning, if you're visiting among us, and uh, if you yourself have uh, trusted in Jesus to receive his forgiveness and, and new life, please join us as we take part in the Lord's Supper later on. We'd love you to do that. Uh, we also encourage uh, par uh, believing parents to share that with your kids as well, explaining what the symbols mean. Uh, if, if you're here with us this morning, and you haven't yet put your faith in Jesus, if you haven't trusted in him yourself as your own Lord and Saviour, uh, I'd urge you to uh, take the chance to reflect on what you hear today, the story that we're going to, the true story that we're going to heard read and sung about. Um, reflect on that, and perhaps instead of taking the juice and the bread as they come round later, um, reflect on what you hear, and even uh, I'd encourage you, urge you, to take Christ instead of taking the bread, to take Christ himself into your heart by faith uh, and to receive the forgiveness and new life that he offers you freely today. Well, friends, we're going to get into it. That's enough of me. Uh, we're going to start with a reading from the Bible's book of Isaiah in the Old Testament before we get to this long section in Matthew's Gospel where Matthew um, tells us, uh, recounts uh, the events of that first Easter. So, firstly, we'll read from Isaiah, chapter 53. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on him, the iniquity of us all. measure 
things he said to his disciples as you know the Passover is two days away and the son of man will be handed over to the to be crucified then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest whose name was Caiaphas and they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him 
but not during the festival. They said, or there may be a riot among the people. While Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of every expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. <clears throat> Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and asked, What are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him thirty pieces of silver. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us to make preparation for you to eat the Passover? He replied, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him, The teacher says, My appointed time is near. I am going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus was reclining at the table with the twelve. And while they were eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him, one after the other, Surely you don't mean me. Lord, Jesus replied, the one who has di dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him, but woe to the man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who would betray him, said, Surely, you don't mean me, Rabbi. Jesus answered, You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, 
Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, here we see that you knew you were soon to be crucified. You knew Judas would betray you. Yet you also knew that you would submit to your Father's will out of love for all people. You love those who love you as well as those who don't. How beautiful it was when Mary poured the expensive perfume on you, symbolically preparing you for your imminent burial. It was the most valuable gift she could give you, given in generous love. Judas Iscariot, having been with you in your three-year ministry, had heard your teaching witnessed your miracles, experienced your love and friendship, and he would sell you, the Son of God, for 30 pieces of silver. What value do we give you, Jesus? Not just today, but every day. By your Spirit, help us to stay true to you, all our days, whatever the cost. Like Mary, may we give you the best of our abilities, the best of our time, the best of our resources, in response to your great love for us. Knowing of your coming arrest and crucifixion, you calmly shared the Passover meal with your disciples and gave them and us the symbols of bread and wine representing your body and blood given for the forgiveness of our sins. Thank you for your courage, unwavering love and determination to complete your mission. Amen.
Jesus told them, This very night you will all fall away on account of me, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter replied, Even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Truly I tell you, Jesus answered, this very night, before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. He said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray, so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. 
He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he left them and went away once more and prayed a third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived, and with him a large crowd armed with swords and clubs sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, Do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the high priest, the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? In that hour, Jesus came and said to the crowd, Am I leading a rebellion that you have to come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then the disciples deserted him and fled. Please pray with me. Father, we at times find ourselves with strong convictions and firm beliefs and sometimes even make arrogant statements of what we stand by, only to have them disappear into dust and be shattered when we're challenged or face things that are hard. Particularly, we think of what Jesus went through and the just the pain and the suffering that he went through as he was left by his friends. And Father, that's a tough thing. His closest friends left him. It reminds me so much of how, how frail we are and how we need to be dependent upon you. How we need to have a father like you who never fails us. And we need to have a shepherd like Jesus, 
a good shepherd who cares for us. And Father, you did this for us so that we would never be separated from you for all eternity. I pray that as we go through today and just hear the, the history of what happened on that day, Father, may it truly impact us and change our lives. See the Saviour for who he truly is and for the sacrifice that he gave, gave his life for us. Father, thank you from our hearts, we pray in his name. Amen. has my Lord done to cause this rage and spite he made the lame to run and gave the blind the sight what injuries yet these are why the Lord most high so cruelly with angry shouts they have my dear Lord done away a murderer they save the prince of life they slay yet willingly he bears the shame that through his name all might be free here might i stay and sing of him my soul adores Love, dear King, never was grief like yours. This is my friend in whose sweet praise I all my days could gladly spend.
Those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the teachers of the law and the elders had assembled. But Peter followed him at a distance, right up to the courtyard of the high priest. He entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome. The chief priest and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for a false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any, though many false witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is the testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said so. Jesus replied, But I say to all of you, from now on you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look, now you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death, they answered. Then they spit in his face and struck him with their fists. Others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, Messiah. Who hit you? Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you are talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses and he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Let us pray. Our gracious God and Father, We thank you that we have this story about Peter the Apostle written here in your word for us to read and ponder and learn from. It's a sad story, Lord, but it does make us realise that we are just like Peter, 
we have let you down so often. We have kept silent when we should have spoken up for you. We have not always taken the opportunity to share with others the good news of salvation as often as we should. Forgive us for the times we don't stand up for you as we ought. And like Peter, we weep bitterly about our failures. But we thank you, dear Father, that this isn't the end of it. You do not leave us in our sin and guilt. Today, Good Friday, we remember what you, Jesus, did for us on the cross. You took all our sin and failures upon yourself and suffered in our place. You became sin for us. Thank you that by your death and the power of that cross, we have the promise of full forgiveness, of being made secure in your saving grace by faith and the guidance and comfort of the Holy Spirit as we go through life. Lord, continue to let your word dwell richly inside us so that it reshapes all our thinking and feelings, even to the foundations of our hearts. Let your promises be our strength and courage. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Guilty stains 
have Jesus executed. So they bound him, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate the governor. When Judas, who had betrayed him, saw that Jesus was condemned, he was seized with remorse and returned the 30 pieces of silver to the chief priests and the elders. I have sinned, he said, for I have betrayed innocent blood. What is that to us, they replied, that's your responsibility. So Judas threw the money into the temple and left. Then he went away and hanged himself. The chief priest picked up the coins and said, It is against the law to put this money into the treasury since it is blood money. So they decided to use the money to buy the potter's field as a burial place for foreigners. That is why it has been called the field of blood to this day. Then what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet was fulfilled. They took the 30 pieces of silver, the price set on him by the people of Israel, and they used them to buy the potter's field, as the Lord commanded me. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? You have said so, Jesus replied. When he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he gave no answer. Then Pilate asked him, Don't you hear the testimony they are bringing against you? But Jesus made no reply, not even to a single charge, to the great amazement of the governor. Now it was the governor's custom at the festival to release a prisoner chosen by the crowd. At that time they had a well-known prisoner whose name was Jesus Barabbas. So when the crowd had gathered, Pilate asked them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? for he knew it was out of self-interest that they had handed Jesus over to him. While Pilate was sitting on the judge's seat, his wife sent him this message. Don't have anything to do with that innocent man, for I have suffered a great deal today in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and to have Jesus executed. Which of the two do you want me to release to you? asked the governor. Barabbas, they answered. What shall I do then with Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Pilate asked. They all answered, Crucify him. Why? What crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him. When Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere, but that instead an uproar was starting, he took water and washed his hands in front of the crowd. I'm innocent of this man's blood, he said. It is your responsibility. All the people answered, His blood is on us and on our children. Then he released Barabbas to them, but he had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. Then the governor's soldiers took Jesus into Praetorium and gathered the whole company of soldiers around him. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him and then twisted together a crown of thorns and set it on his head. They put a staff in his right hand. Then they knelt in front of him and mocked him. 
Hail, King of the Jews, they said. They spit on him and took the staff and struck him on the head again and again. After they had mocked him, they took off the robe and put his own clothes on him. Then they led him away to crucify him. Peter the Apostle wrote in his first book on chapter 2, verse 21, To this you were called, because Christ suffered for you, for leaving an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins on his body on the tree so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. This is Peter who denied Jesus. And yet we read these glorious words when Peter found his way in life again. Lord, give us grace to understand the events that lead up to Jesus' crucifixion. To see Judas, his betrayal of Jesus for a payment of silver coin, full of remorse, indeed so full of remorse that he gave up his own life. Help us to understand Pilate's dilemma, his wife's dream, his attempts to release Jesus. Give us wisdom to understand the interrogation of Jesus and the brutality of flogging, the horror of what was undertaken and to realise that it was all part of God's purposes for Jesus and his wonderful plan of salvation for us. The Jews took full responsibility for their actions against Jesus and the Romans were to carry them out. It was all done so that we would be reconciled to you, dear Father. The horror of the crucifixion remains with us, but we rejoice that for us it meant our salvation. We thank you, dear Father, for all that you have done for us through your beloved Son, Jesus, our Saviour and Lord. Amen.
As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon, and they forced him to carry the cross. They came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. There they offered Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. When they had crucified him, they divided up his clothes by casting lots, and sitting down, they kept watch over him there. Above his head, they placed the written charge against him, this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two rebels were crucified with him, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by hurled insults at him, shaking their heads and saying, you who are going to destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. Come down from the cross if you are the Son of God. In the same way, the chief priests, the teachers of the law and the elders mocked him. He saved others, they said, but he can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him now if he wants him. For he said, I am the son of God. In the same way, the rebels who were crucified with him also heaped insults on him. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Lema Sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Then some of those standing there heard this. When some of those standing there heard this, they said, he's calling Elijah. Immediately one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, surely he was the son of God. Many women were there watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. As evening approached, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who had himself become a disciple of Jesus. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body, and Pilate ordered that it be given to him. Joseph took the body, wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and placed it in his own new tomb that he had cut out of the rock. He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. 
Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were sitting there opposite the tomb. The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days I will rise again. So the order for the tomb to be made secure, so give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he has been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go, make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. Friends, in light of uh, our readings today and all that we've heard, uh, how appropriate, how wonderful that we can um, share together in the Lord's Supper now. And so I do invite uh, all of you who are trusting in Jesus that he died for your sin uh, to bring you forgiveness. I invite you to join us in this symbolic little meal of bread and grape juice. So I invite the stewards to come forward. But before we um, disperse uh, the bread, uh, I'm going to invite you to silently read the words on the screen. I'm going to read them aloud, and I invite you to pray this prayer of confession uh, just silently in your minds as I read it aloud. Lord Jesus Christ, I recognise that you are Lord and King and that you have the right to rule over my life. Lord Jesus Christ, I recognise that there is a dark side to all of my life in which I have failed to live in a way which acknowledges you and pleases you. Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you that you came in all your divine majesty to die on the cross as a sacrifice for my sin. Lord Jesus Christ, please cleanse me from my sin as I turn to you, my Lord and my God. Amen. As the bread comes around to you, I just ask that you'd hold it and we'll take part together. Thank you, stewards.
Well, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's eat in remembrance. In the same way, after supper, Jesus took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's drink and proclaim. Heavenly Father, uh, we are in awe once again uh, from the words of scriptures. We're in awe that such, a, such tragic events for Jesus can be such good news for us. It is indeed Good Friday. We thank you for sending your son 
to die in our place so that we can be forgiven and reconciled to you forever. Thank you that our sin, not in part but the whole, is nailed to the cross and we bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. Friends, if you are trusting in Jesus, in his death for you, it is well with your soul. Let's sing our last song together. When peace like a It is well, it is well. 
as a Yeah.